Welcome to you and your money, empowering you to plan well, invest well, and live well. On today's episode, find out how you can afford to enjoy seasonal living, no matter what your age or stage in life. Here's Kate Pitts, Associate Vice President Client Experience and Relationships, and Mike Baum, Vice President and Financial Advisor at Weiss Hale and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors. If you're in the Northeast and you're like me, you're not looking forward to the next couple of cold winter months. But what if you could spend those months in a warmer climate every year? Today, we'll be sharing tips on how you can put a plan in place to afford a seasonal living arrangement. No matter what your age or whether you're retired or not, it's hard to believe we're already at the start of another year. And I'm so excited about it. But like I mentioned at the start, not very excited about the winter over the next couple of months here in New England. No, you're definitely not alone in that feeling. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. But fill us in on how it might be possible to become a snowbird and live somewhere else for few months out of the year. Well, first of all, the idea of being a snowbird isn't just for retirees anymore. Traditionally, that term referred to retirees who would travel to warmer months uh, in the winter. But now it can apply to anyone who travels seasonally to enjoy different locations and activities. And thanks to virtual work and changing lifestyles, many more people are exploring this option. It's like anything else. If it's really something that you're passionate about doing, the first step is setting a goal. You'd want to decide where you want to go, how you want to travel there, where and how long you want to stay. And then you should think about the costs of what it would take to make that happen. Not only the, the cost of travel and the co cost of lodging, but the cost of any special activities you want to do while you're there. Uh, and keep in mind that all of these are going to be outside of your usual monthly expenses. So, you know, figure it out, figure out, you know, what these things might cost, build a budget and, and see if it's going to work. Well, as we know, in the work that you do in our advisory team, Glenn's that budgeting piece is just so crucial. It really is. And not only for figuring out how much money you'll need to make your seasonal living plan happen, but you know, fig figuring out how that seasonal living plan fits with the existing goals you have and your existing expenses. So remember, this is most likely going to be, you know, an additional cost to your regular monthly housing utility expenses and the costs of maintaining all of your other goals uh, and, and lifestyle. So um, you know, you'll still be paying those other expenses for your main residence while you're gone. Um, that only benefit maybe that since you're not living there, you know, year round, you, maybe your utilities will be a little bit lower. Good point. So let's say you've got this goal in mind, you know, where you want to go and for how long, what you want to do while you're there. So what's next? Well, step two is to fill in the details of your plan. So you'll have a solid estimate of the cost and a pretty clear plan of how your seasonal living situation will work. But, you know, what do the details look like? How are you getting there and back? Are you going to fly? Are you going to drive? Are you maybe even going to take an RV? Uh, which brings us to the next big detail. Where are you staying? You know, are, what matters to you most? Do you want to live in an RV park, a 55-plus community? Do you want to be beachside? Uh, or do you want to be in a city with lots of cultural attractions and nightlife? Or maybe it's something else altogether. And I feel like the... Um... Number one question is, should you rent or buy? And each of it obviously has its pros and cons. And renting can be more cost-effective potentially for a season, while buying provides uh, more of a permanent solution and potentially some investment opportunities down the road. So how should ever, how should people be thinking about this? Yeah, I mean, you, you hit on it right there. Those are the, the options and the, the pros and cons that need to be weighed. And you need to think about those in terms of your preferences and your financial situation. So... Renting does provide a lot of flexibility with very little responsibility, but there's no way to make up that expense. That's that's money gone and, and you know, you're not building any equity 
and um, you know you're 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 just not going to be able to you know recoup any of that. On the other hand, if you buy a property, you know you may be able to rent it out and get some some income in the months that you're not using the property. But on the other hand, you're sort of locked into a specific location, and you also have that responsibility of managing another property and all of the maintenance and expenses that come with that. Um, so you know those are sort of the pros and cons, and it's a lot to think about. Yeah, it seems like such a tough choice, especially if you're not totally set on a location that you absolutely love and, and maybe plans for retiring there in the future. But um, so how, how should people be thinking about about this to you? I mean, it depends on what exactly your goal is, right? If you're in love with a particular area and you know that's where you want to go year after year, it might make sense to save up for the down payment and buy the property there because then the profit uh, that are the income that you get from renting out the property when you're not there will help offset your costs for the months that you do live there. And you're building that equity in a place that you know, you know, you're going to use for the long term. Um, you know, it, that, that does add a lot of responsibility. You have a second property where you don't live year round. For some people, you know, that would keep them up at night. But if you hire a reliable property management company, that can be a game changer because you know somebody's keeping an eye on the place and maintaining it for you. Um, fractional ownership is another option to explore. Yeah, so many things to take into consideration. I like the idea of buying and then potentially looking to rent it out. People may not have the funds to be able to support managing cheap properties or um, even affording a seasonal living without all that, without all the extra income. So, um, what else, you know, is there anything else that they should be thinking about as part of that? Yeah, I mean, the, the tough part there is knowing how to balance the short-term cost of saving up for that down payment against your other long-term goals, you know, like saving for retirement, um, saving for education if you have kids. Um, you know, when it comes to these kind of decisions, it's always wise to consult with a financial professional for guidance. Uh, they can help you map out all of your various goals uh, in, a, in a comprehensive manner and help you come up with a plan for how you're going to achieve each of those goals. Um, and, and what you need to do to get there. Awesome. Well, um, there's another option that you haven't covered really yet and may offer the best of both worlds, which is owning an RV. And it seems like this has been a popular trend lately and uh, families and retirees looking to own an RV. Um, so what are the pros and cons of doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I Van life, RV living, like that, that is a big, you know, up, uptrend lately. People love the flexibility and the freedom of being able to hit the open road and, and have a place, you know, that they can sleep and, um, and, and be in some form of comfort, um, but still get to travel and explore and, and do it on their own terms. Um, so, uh, you know, an RV can provide a tremendous amount of, of freedom and flexibility, but it also comes with some considerations like, you know, the fact that you need to have a commercial driver's license uh, mm -hmm. and that the vehicle itself is expensive and will depreciate very quickly, just like, you know, any any car or vehicle that you purchase. Uh, and don't forget, in addition to the cost of the RV itself, you need to pay fees to the RV park where you stay. Um, so that's another added cost, almost like a rent uh, to consider. Uh, if you've never spent time in an RV before, I would also highly recommend trying before you buy to make sure that RV living is for you. Definitely important to view it as a lifestyle that you're creating and, and not just a simple vacation. And you 
really just have to think about not just the financial aspect, but also the emotional side of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's good that you you know brought that up. This is sort of a, a lifestyle change, and you need to think it through in a really detailed way. Whether you're thinking of an RV or renting or buying, um, you know, getting the details out, thinking through the costs, putting it down on paper, and incorporating it into your overall financial plan and budget um, is really the only way that you can do it. You know, with with clarity and confidence. I think so. You know, take the costs. Uh, that you've determined, you know, that you're you're looking to to spend on on this lifestyle change. Compare it to what you've got available for expendable income. If you're saving as you should be for retirement and all your other long term goals, and you still have enough left over to make a down payment on a home or an RV or or pay rent um, to rent somewhere else for part of the year, then start looking and get planning for next year. Um, what if you don't have that amount of money ready to go? Then what? Well, if you don't have that money ready to go right now, think about how much you can afford to save toward your seasonal living goal each month. And if your plan is to rent, see if it's possible to save up the total of what it will cost you during the remaining months of the year. And if so, that's a sustainable seasonal living plan. Uh, if you want to buy a property or an RV, then approximate the cost of that down payment um, of that purchase and and um, and think about how much you can save each month. And, and there you go. Now you know how many months it will take you to get to, you know, that, that purchase. Is there anything else that um, people should be thinking about? Yeah. I mean, I, I totally understand that feeling of this goal is so far off and, you know, maybe it's going to take me 10 years of, of saving diligently to get there. I mean, that's understandable, but it doesn't mean that it's not doable. So what I've described today is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of planning how to afford and carry out a seasonal living plan. There are lots of other options to consider that might help you get there faster than you think. Yeah, and of course, the seasonal living aligns with your goals. Our team at WHZ can help you figure out what options are available and best for you. Of course, whether it's creating a strategy for seasonal living, saving for college, opening a business, planning the retirement of your dreams, or any other big life goal you've got, our plan well, invest well, live well process can guide you there. And honestly, helping people achieve these big accomplishments is what it's all about for us. So true, Mike. And if you're interested in seeing how our plain well invest well live well props up can help you become a snowbird and so much more, give a complimentary consultation on our website. Until next time, live well. As always, thanks for listening to You and Your Money. Find even more episodes, videos, and other resources at our website, whzwealth.com. Whitehall and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors offers securities and advisory services through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. They practice at 697 Hofford Street, Hofford Center, Connecticut, 06259, and can be reached at 860-928-2341. Weishail and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors do not provide legal or tax advice. The tenured financial services team strives to support clients in achieving their financial life goals. For more information regarding wealth management and customized financial planning with Weishail and Zahansky Strategic Wealth Advisors, please visit www.whzwealth.com.